Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. So glad you could be with us for this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We've been looking at an article in the August 2023 edition of the Liahona Magazine. It was an article titled Speaking Up for Truth by Marilee Brown Boyack. Marilee Brown Boyack is an attorney. She's a community activist. She's an educated woman, although I think some of the things that she puts in her article, I would assume that a person of her caliber would recognize that those are not real good arguments and somebody should not be saying the things that they're saying and be praised for doing that. Now, the whole point of the article is, since it's starts off, her mother went to this meeting where a speaker was going to expose the, quote, Mormon cult. But anyway, the mother went, and after she heard the speaker talk on this, a speaker that Miss Boyack says was the pastor, probably was not the pastor of the church, it was probably a guest speaker, because she mentioned several thousand people showed up just for this particular meeting, and that's just a little unusual that a pastor would draw several thousand uh, speaking on this particular subject. But anyway, the speaker that she calls the pastor read some literature against the church and criticized its doctrines, and then he asked, are there any questions? Ms. Boyack goes on to say, My little mother raised her hand and stood up. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I categorically deny everything you have said as falsehoods. And then she continued sweetly saying, If anyone would like to know the truth about the church, I'd be happy to answer their questions in the foyer afterwards. And there was dead silence. Now, of course, that there was dead silence, I'm sure, was put in this to make it sound like Wow, she had just shut down that entire crowd by this testimony. And of course, to a Latter-day Saint, they look upon that as that's a very positive thing. However, I'm looking at her accusation as being something that I don't think this woman could have supported at all. I'm sure she did not come to that meeting prepared to respond to some of the things that the speaker was going to say about the theology and or history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So all she would have really had was her opinion, which is, of course, what she gave when she stood up during the Q&A period. It was her opinion, which I give her credit that she wants to stand up for it. But the problem I have is how Marilee Brown Boyack, the author of this article, goes on in the article to say that it is important to be in tune with the Spirit to guide us on when and where to speak up. My mother was clearly prompted by the Spirit. I have to question that, Ms. Boyack. She was prompted by the Spirit to make a blanket statement that if you've ever been to any of these meetings that discuss the subject of Mormonism, you can't say everything was a falsehood. There had to be some things that were said that were accurate and truthful. We would have to assume nobody worth their salt that gets up and makes false accusations about Mormonism 
they don't tend to draw several thousand people to their meetings. So I have a problem with this. Bill, when she writes, my mother was clearly prompted by the Spirit. How can we determine in our own lives when it's really the Spirit versus our own fleshly reaction, maybe not liking the information, I got to tell them. How does a person even know that it's the Spirit? Obviously, the daughter is not the mother, so she's just reporting what she feels that her mother experienced, but it doesn't, from the story itself, it doesn't sound like that was something that God would have said, hey, just go ahead and tell them everything is a lie, and somehow they're all going to believe it. Especially, Eric, in light of what you just said, when we go back in the article, and we talked about this previously, how thousands filed past her mother quietly, knowing that what they had heard that day about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was simply not true. Everybody who filed past her mother knew that what they had heard was an error? I don't think so. Do you think maybe the Spirit told her that? That they must all not have anything to say to me because they know that what I've said is true. But she hasn't said anything except deny that it was true. Hasn't brought out any information to counteract what was presented in whatever the pastor or whoever it was presented over maybe an hour. And we were talking about earlier in this series how many Latter-day Saints have a lot of assumptions about their faith. And naturally, when they hear something that just doesn't sound right, they assume that what is being said is false. It seems like it can never be that I just might be honestly ignorant about this subject, but what you're saying has to be false. I think that's maybe the case and why her mother responded that way in that public meeting. Let me ask you, Bill, how many former Latter-day Saints have you talked to who had testimonies in the church, who at one time believed everything about Joseph Smith, about their living prophets, about the first vision, about the Book of Mormon, and then left the church and now deny what they felt was true. They had a burning in the bosom, they claimed, but now they say, no, none of it was true. I think you make a good point, because emotionally, a lot of people gravitate towards this religion, because there's a lot of stories within the LDS movement that tug at your heartstrings. I mean, we're not denying the fact that early Latter-day Saints were persecuted harshly for what they believed. It was wrong, but some people gravitate to that. And some people have their reasons why they want to defend this church. Now, this lady here, this mother of Marilee Brown Boyack, she gets up and she's been led to believe by the way her mother tells the story that she was prompted by the Spirit to stand up. I give you kudos for wanting to make a stand literally for your church. But what you said was not defensible. It just was not defensible. I have a hard time believing that that's what my Holy Spirit would have a person do. Because my Holy Spirit deals with truth. And when this individual, her mother, gets up and makes that statement that she says, I categorically deny everything you have said as falsehoods. I just have difficulty believing that. Well, right after uh, it's written, my mother was clearly prompted by the Spirit, it says, attending a large meeting of another church was not something she would normally do, but she felt that she should do it and acted on that feeling. And again, I come to the question, Bill, how did she know 
that it was the spirit and not just her gut human reaction that none of this is true and emotionally reacted, but you're crediting the Holy Spirit for the way that she made her presentation against the speaker. You're talking about the mother here, right? Yes. Because the mother feels she's prompted by the Spirit to get up and say something, and then she passes that information off to her daughter. I think we need to make it clear, though, we're, we're not against Latter-day Saints defending their faith. They can say that what we're saying is inaccurate. But we're not going to let it stand right there. If you're going to say that we've said something that's inaccurate, please help us out so that we don't spread these falsehoods. That's certainly not what we are here to do. But if we are saying something that is inaccurate, correct us on it so that we will not say that again. But see, it's hard to falsify a lot of these things in this story because it's so vague. And a lot of assumptions are being made, especially on the part of those who were in attendance of this meeting, walking past her mother, because they knew that everything that was said that evening was not true about the LDS Church. I doubt that very seriously when you have several thousand people, as we are told in this story, every single one of them knew that the speaker was false. Bill, I want to give the next paragraph where she cites 17th President Russell M. Nelson in an address he gave in General Conference, and and this is in the Leahona Magazine, November 2015, page 97. This is what Nelson said, Attacks against the church, its doctrine and our way of life, are going to increase. Because of this, we need women who have a bedrock understanding of the doctrine of Christ and who will use that understanding to teach and help raise a sin-resistant generation. We need women who can detect deception in all of its forms. We need women who know how to access the power that God makes available to covenant keepers and who express their beliefs with confidence and charity. Bill, I have to ask you the question, what did the mother say that would help anybody be able to understand what was said was wrong from the pulpit? I, I didn't hear anything that was in this article that would have demonstrated that. I, I think maybe that last part of Nelson's statement should say that God makes available to covenant keepers and who express their belief with confidence and clarity as well as charity. He says charity. I say clarity. Mm. There was no clarity given because from what we gather in this article, the woman basically gave no evidence to support her premise that everything that was said by this speaker on that occasion was in fact a falsehood. But then it goes on to say in the last paragraph of that page, and this is U14, certainly we need men and youth and children who express their beliefs as well. I would correct that and say, certainly you need men and youth and children who will express their beliefs well. Not just express their beliefs, but express them well. Just as we have a responsibility to be accurate in how we portray the doctrines and history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we think that members also have a responsibility to do the very same thing. And how many times have I had Latter-day Saints, as sincere as they are, tell me something about their church that just was not true? Case in point, I think we talked about it not long ago when I had gone to the Saratoga Springs Temple opening, and a very well-meaning young female Latter-day Saint told me that if I were to read the Book of Mormon, I would know everything about her church. Now, Eric, we've read the Book of Mormon. 
and we know about their church. You might know some things, certainly, but when I asked her, is it going to tell me about everything I just heard on my temple tour? She was a little cautious to answer that question. Why? Because it has nothing to say about temple ceremonies in the Book of Mormon. It has nothing to say about celestial marriages or becoming gods or God being once a man. It has nothing to say about that in the Book of Mormon. In Nelson's quote when he says, we need women who can detect deception in all of its form, I agree. To be able to understand deception means that you're going to have to be discerning. I just don't see in the story here where this woman had any discernment except to just boldly stand up, and I say that took guts, but then to just say everything was wrong. Give us something to work off of. I don't think the mother's example is one that any Latter-day Saint ought to be following. But what you said, I think, so well is that they need to be able to express their beliefs well, in the sense that you should know what your church teaches, and you should be able to counteract what somebody like me would say about your church and show me how I'm wrong. And I think, too, the lesson is, is we are not omniscient. None of us know everything. There could be things we are not aware of, and I think all of us need to be cautious before we accuse someone of teaching something that's false. We better know what the truth is on that subject. Otherwise, we're bearing false witness, and that's really what this woman did in that meeting among several thousand in attendance. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism.